This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Acree. And today, Luke, we're going to be talking about a time in every business's life where their marketing strategies have to change and adapt to the times or the stage that the business is in. Do you spend all your marketing budget on direct response or do you spend it in other areas like branding? Deciding this can be crucial to both the short-term and long-term success of your business. So today we're going to zero in on these two distinguishable types of marketing and talk about the difference between direct response marketing and brand marketing. Some examples of each and which one uh, we think you should be doing in your business. Yes, I saw this uh, quote from Alex Hermosi. So if you're not following Alex Hermosi, you should. Him and his wife, Layla, run acquisitions.com, and they're just putting out incredible content. I'm like soaking up all of their content. But he put a quote on Instagram that basically said, if you want to make fast money, do direct response. Yeah. But if you want to make the big money, yeah. build a brand. Yeah. And it's so crazy how true that is. We're on this journey here at Reminder Media and, you know, we're decent size now. We surpassed a small business. We're now a medium-sized business, but we're obviously What's trying to build a hundred. I think it's like 50 million is considered that a medium a um, or more business, right? Yeah. Um, so for us, right, we're trying to push into the bigger business, the thousand type employees, multiple hundreds of millions, right? And it's just so apparent to you and I that, oh my gosh, we've got to spend more energy, time, money on building the brand. But yeah. building a brand, man, you have to be clear yeah. on what you're trying to, to build. It is super interesting because I remember, you know, years ago thinking more about the brand and, but it wasn't the stage of the business that we were in. We didn't need to necessarily build the brand identity as much as we needed to just we need generate the sales, <laughs> yeah. right? Like build the, build the business, get the revenue coming in. And that's when we started doing a lot more direct response marketing. Yeah. And so that's sort of like the, the idea of the show today is just kind of talking about the difference between the two. So direct response marketing is intended to drive an immediate customer response. So this is mm -hmm. things that includes calls to action that prompt the customer to take action. Now, as you were saying in the Alex Ramosi quote, you know, there's a short-term benefit from yes. this to that. You know, you're going to drive immediate leads for your business, which should lead to sales, right? Mm -hmm. Well, ultimately too, I think one of the big uh, pain points that I think people miss out on with direct response is if you only stay in direct response, yeah. you actually are build, you're building a brand no matter what, but if you only stay in direct response, you end up building a, a negative brand. Yeah. It's like a salesy Ryan brand. Dice, actually, of he's a CEO of Digital Marketer. He says, I love this, companies that focus on branding alone will go broke if they never figure out how to ask for the order. Mm. On the inverse, companies that focus on direct response will go broke because everyone on the planet will hate them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they know who you quote, are. But that but is so you. true, man. Yeah. It's so true. So some examples of direct response uh, in your business would be, you know, look at like television. So obviously this is something that you would be more applicable like on streaming services now, but you've got this idea of call now, call this number. Everyone remembers those television commercials. Oh, yeah. You see scan this QR code a lot now on mm -hmm. like CTV and OTT advertising. YouTube ads, you're trying to get someone to click here. Facebook ads, you're trying to get them to fill out a form. Your postcards, visit website, text me, call this number, request a quote, flyer billboards, all of these things have a very clear call to action where you are trying to get an immediate response out of those customers. The yeah. other thing I would say about direct response is you have an expected ROI 
and you have a measurable ROI. So you do a direct response campaign with the intention of producing sales directly from that campaign versus something like branding, which there is an ROI, but it's much less measurable. Yeah, it's it's almost the intangible effect. So like you had mentioned yesterday when we were discussing this show, you had mentioned like this is why you see a lot of times big companies, they'll run an ad about the charity they support yeah. or how they gave back. Yeah. And they're doing that to try to build goodwill that gets associated with their brand. So you think more positively about their brand. So in essence, you'll want to spend money with them and yeah. buy from them. Now, if you're looking at uh, kind of what you should expect from your direct response marketing, I just looked these stats up online in general you know, obviously this will be different for everybody's business, but email in general had 124% return on investment. Social media was at 30%, direct mail, 29%, uh, paid search, 23%, and online display was 16%. So I wanted to do a comparison because like I said, it'll change with every business. Our social media ROI over the, in 2021 was 176% uh, return on investments. That means for every dollar that we spent, we netted a dollar and 76 cents in our, in our. Wow. So I got a question for you. Remember when MailChimp was running those billboards with just the monkey? Mm -hmm. Like you would consider that just branding. Yes. Correct. What do you think they were trying to achieve? Just literally having that like monkey. Well, you just, the fact that you remembered it. (laughs) So, so like, but what do you think like they were trying, do you think they were trying to solidify in the brains of people when you see this logo or you see this, they, you think. MailChimp is interesting because they did, uh, it was clear that they were doing a huge brand identity push um, not that long ago. I don't see yeah. it as much anymore. So I'm not sure if this was just, you know, a bud or a campaign that they ran for a certain amount of time. But every time I got on YouTube, I saw a branding ad from MailChimp. It wasn't hmm. even a direct response. I mean, you go to their website, but there was no like fill out this form. There was no call to action necessarily. You would see the ads um, as interstitials, like on different like display advertising and things like that of simply just uh, uh, reinforcing the logo. McDonald's is a great example of this because from a branding perspective, and, and I think before we get into some of the examples, we'll talk about like the idea of branding. And you mentioned this is long-term benefits, right? It establishes and grows a relationship between the brand and consumers. I actually really like this quote again from Ryan Dice. He says, branding is anything that makes a deposit into a customer or prospect's relational equity account. Yeah, that's great. That's a great way to think about it because I often think of branding like relationship marketing. Yes. It's yeah. all about solidifying that mind share, that relationship. And what you're talking about with the identity kind of reinforcing the the look or the feel is solidifying that brand's space within your mind. Yeah, well, I have Nike's little swoosh on my shirt right now, right? And we all know it's just do it. Just do it, yeah. Just do it. They've built a whole brand around movement and activity and taking action. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with your brand, you're really telling your services or product story. You know, if you look at it from this perspective, marketing or direct marketing is how you build awareness of your brand and its products and generate sales. But branding is how you express who your business is and what it's all about. Some examples would be like if uh, like your branding should help build trust in the minds of your consumers. Colgate is one of the examples from the standpoint of a people trust that Colgate's going to keep their teeth white because they've told you over and over and over again that they're going to keep your teeth white. And it's actually the number one trusted brand in the world for oral oral really? care wow. uh, because of all that stuff. And go when you when you're at when you're thinking. When you're shopping, right? If you put yourself in the mind of a marketer, when you're in the in the grocery store looking at the toothpaste, yeah. look how many different versions of Colgate there are 
that have whitening power. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. There's like eight different versions and of Colgate. And I have Colgate. bought Colgate because of the teeth whitening <laughs> I bought aspect. the charcoal yep. version of the whitening. I yep. bought the premium whitening, the ultra whitening. It's crazy when you think about it too, because the other angle of attack you see in toothpaste is this organic attack. Like there's, like I have all bought- All natural Yeah, all okay. natural and stuff like that because they want, that's the brand they're trying to build. But yeah, that's, that's a great example. You brought it up the other day, this idea of, you know, a brand selling happiness. Yes. McDonald's is a great example of this. They're the most recognizable brand in the world. They've kept their brand identity and product consistent for 60 years. But the biggest thing is they sell happiness, right? Yep. Even going back and looking at their uh, taglines over the years, you deserve a break. That's my McDonald's. Have you had your break today? Yeah. Smile was their tagline. And now it's just, I'm, I'm loving it. Well, I said but. this to you about our company. Like one of the struggles that we have as a company is we have stay paid. We have Luke Acres brand. We have reminder media. And we were talking about how, man, we really need to hammer on that theme. It doesn't have to be mean that the slogan has to remain forever. It can change like McDonald's has over the years, but the theme yeah. has to stay the same that, Hey, look, we are the best at making sure your clients and your prospects never forget who you are. Yeah. Like if you want to be unforgettable, you use Reminder Media. And it's just hammering that home. So when people hear Reminder Media, they just think, yeah, they, they help me stay top of mind. They help me never be forgotten, that yep. type of idea. So if you're thinking about your brand, and we might want to do an entire podcast just about this. I know we talked about doing the, the different types of brand archetypes and the steps to go through to build your brand. But here are five steps that you can go through. Understand your brand's purpose because that's really what it is all about. There's a great... Uh, exercise you can do with building a story brand. So yes. Donald Miller has this thing. You can actually go online and look up the steps and get some worksheets mm -hmm. that you can actually work on for your own brand. This is things like your target audience. Why would they trust you? What's your brand's background story? Why did you create it in the first place? The second step is to identify and research your target market, right? So who is your target audience? Where do they live? What's their job? What do they do every day? Then you want to define and actually sell and tell your story. Then you can uh, get, uh, you want to make sure you get to know who your competitors are. And then you start going down the process of building out brand guidelines. Now, brand guidelines isn't just what your uh, brand looks like. It's not just your logo. It's not just your tagline. It's also like your voice. You know, so if you want to position yourself as a bold brand, you're going to use bright colors. You're probably going to have very punchy copy yep. in all of the copy that you write. So you want to actually think about like, if my brand was a person, who would they be? What would their personality be? And then you want to create those guidelines that keep it consistent because with consistency, that's how you'll become memorable, which yeah. is our, what our next podcast is going to be yeah. about, how to be memorable. Uh, and that's how you can go about that process of starting your brand. Yep. Um, so when I think about like the real, real benefits of branding, like you always want to play both. Like you want to have direct response. I love the idea of direct response is what's there to generate the sales. The brand is the deposit in a relationship. But over time, what you're trying to do, especially like if you're in a service-based business, like real estate or financial advising or insurance is how nice would it be if the business came to you. Mm. Right. And how nice would it be if you didn't have to pick up the phone every single day and cold call, didn't have to do spend thousands and thousands of dollars on Zillow or Facebook ads and the brand or the business came to you. That happens by you building the brand in your community that you're the agent of trust, meaning that no one knows more about this subject matter. No one can help this person more than you can. And then what plays into that is that's the trust aspect, but then also who you are. Do they know you and do they like you? That personality aspect. Because I was talking to someone yesterday on the phone where they have uh, been in the PR world forever. And we were discussing how real estate agents, 
There's really nothing different product-wise between real estate agents. It literally is just them. They are the product. They are the brand. And that's such an important piece to realize about as you're thinking through your brand. Yes, you're going to think of why you got into the business, but you, yourself, your personality, like what you represent, what you stand for, that's so much of your brand. And you've got to put that out there to really long-term build this know, like, and trust so people will work for you. And I'm seeing this in my brother Steven's business. The more and more he gets himself out there personality-wise, the more he's known in the community, the more he gets himself out there just picture-wise or just his face and stuff like that, it does have effect, but not as powerful as actually the personality and the Mm. involvement that he has. Yeah, no, that's huge. So whether you are looking to do direct response or branding in your business, do both. Absolutely do both. Reminder Media has plenty of tools and services to help you with that. We do Facebook ads. We can actually help generate leads. We have postcards that can help generate leads with calls to action. And then like the magazine is a great branding piece because it's just a nice gift. It solidifies. It's not asking for any business. It's just something you can send out to stay top of mind and build that trust with your consumer base. You can Check out all of our stuff over at ReminderMedia.com. Uh, and if you're uh, uh, for Stay Paid listeners, you can go to StayPaidPodcast.com slash offer. And we have some special offers over there for you as well. Thank you so much for listening. You can get the show notes and those links over at StayPaidPodcast.com. And if you're looking for ways to support the show, there's two ways we ask you to do it. First is to head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star review, and leave a comment. I'm going to beg again because last time I begged. <laughs> We got like three reviews. So I need some more reviews to read here on Do the show. It. So please give us some direct We made it response. to like number five, right? On the marketing charts. Yeah. We dropped a couple spaces today. I think we're 14. But if we, we have deposited in your relational account, give yeah. us some direct response yeah, and, and leave yeah. us a review. Some direct response. <laughs> Best way to help out the show and show your support is to uh, share this with a friend. Luke, why did they have to close the Axe Factory? I don't know why I wrote this one now. This one's so stupid. Why did they have to close the Axe Factory? There had been too many accidents. Wow, wow, you know, wow. I feel like that one would have been funnier had you not immediately said, I don't like this one. This one's stupid. Well, some people think my dad jokes a child, childish, which is crazy because they're obviously full grown. <laughs> grown. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll do better next time, folks. Come back for episode 390. We'll see you there. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media. We're at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acri. Here is my action item for you from this episode is what is your brand? And are you putting it out there? Even as you do your direct response, you should be doing branding. You should be making deposits in those relational accounts of the people in your database. The difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on building your brand today. 